Yes, sir. Shout out to our boys at House Enterprise. Shout out to our boy Josh Martin. Couldn't make it today. Shout out G Baby, Jake Ruth, James Murph. Hey, yo. Be back. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast. Welcome back to Small State of Big Takes. This is episode 187, opening take for Stephen O. Scott. What do you got? Yo, yo, yo. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) My big take of the week. I don't want to see any Jose Ramirez slander on Twitter about him taking less money than what he deserved. You know what? That dude wanted to play in Cleveland. You should fucking be thanking your lucky stars. Everyone that comes out of Cleveland, they're all, everyone, oh, oh, Jose could have been traded. Yeah, no shit. He didn't want to be. He's the one true blue king of Cleveland for life. Sorry, LeBron. Sorry, Jim Tomei. <laughs> Build a statue, honestly. That was actually really cool of him to, to hear him come out and say, yeah, I just wanted to be in Cleveland, first of all. There's definitely something wrong with him if he wants to be in Cleveland. For real. But I give him props for sticking with the team that brought him up and, and, and whatnot, and he wants to stay there. He doesn't want to go ring chase. Props to him. I agree. And I and big take, though, follow-up, he will not end his career in Cleveland. I was going to say, they're no, going to trade him with like two years left to go to be like, all right, we don't really want to pay you this much even. It's like, all right. Well, <laughs> his true next year. arguably got better with that contract. True. No, I know. But I mean like a couple of years from now. Because he still had, yeah. what? He had two years left on his current deal. Yeah, this sure. year and next year. I think. Yeah. And they were both, there was like, what, 12, 14 million mm-hmm. a year. So that was a steal. And now it's even, I, I mean, I don't, I don't remember the exact details of it. But um, it's still a very team-friendly deal and one of the more appealing contracts out there if you're still interested in trying to trade for Jose Ramirez. If he got traded to the Blue Jays, I would have cried. That would have been just a nightmare. That would have been the, the, probably the worst possible thing that could have happened because we would be screwed in the ALE. That'd be over, over with. Him playing second base on that team? Oh. Oh, my God. It. I don't want to think about it because that dude is on another level this year. He's a beast. Yo, big question. Does Kevin Biggio complete the year as a Blue Jay? I think so. Because he has so much team control. Unless they get a haul for him, right? It's actually kind of crazy, like, the guys they're rolling out there, and they've kind of given up on him, honestly. Santiago Espinal is nasty. He's good, but, like – they're rolling out Bradley Zimmer almost every day. Vigio's not seeing any time over Bradley Zimmer. Dude, I mean, Bradley Zimmer, dude, free Bradley Zimmer. He got freed from the Guardians, and he's playing some good defense out there. He's playing good defense. I will give you that. But he started off the year like 0 for 30 or some shit. He could not get a hit. Santiago Espinal, who do we start with? I have no idea. I don't even know where he was last year. The Red Sox. Who'd they trade really? him for? Yeah, who they who they trade him for? Twenty eighteen. Did they trade him to the Blue Jays? Yeah, they did. Who did the Red Sox? This is a weird fun get? fact. That oh, I know. it's um, it's the old dude, right? No, who was it? Was an older guy? World Series MVP. Oh, Steve Pierce. Yes, sir. That's, I I knew it was like a vet. Uh, okay, isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Wow, he was a Red Sox, or you know, in the system. He's good. He's a good ball player. He is. Scrappy. Good hitter. Um, I do want to vent about the Red Sox, though. Pop off. That's cool with you. I mean, what are we doing? You had to take two or three of the uh, of that series. You almost had to sweep it, arguably. I know, but with Pavetta, I was like, I don't really trust that. I thought we'd win the first two and lose the Pavetta start. What a... I I know it's still early and there's a lot of baseball left, but I'm panicking. I'm in panic mode. You can't be seven and a half games back, and it's not even Memorial Day. It's not even close to Memorial Day, and the Red Sox are seven and a half back. I did not know that. Whoa, rough. 
it's not looking good. And this is a tough division where basically what we were saying coming into the year is you need a decent start. You can't dig yourself a hole because it's going to be really tough to dig out of this year with how good the Blue Jays are. I mean, Kevin Gosman looks like the best signing of the offseason. The Yankees have won nine in a row. Um, it, the, the Rays are not playing well and still ahead of you. It's, it's scary, the, the position the Red Sox have dug themselves into. Yeah, the only series they've won in the year is the Tiger series, which is crazy to think. They just because they only split with the uh, the Twins, so it's that's wow. a tough start. Although, isn't it crazy though? I think I saw. I think it might have been like Red Sox stats or someone where that said that it was the next fifty three games of their schedule is against uh, non like big three AL East opponents, as in the Blue Jays, Rays, and Yankees. So there's a 53 game gap where you should hopefully be able to beat up on the, uh, I mean, there was three of the Orioles right there, I believe, but um, those, those other teams though, and hopefully make up some ground, but damn, no rough start. Tough, tough to find the positives in all honesty. Right. I guess I think the positives is the pitching has been consistent. They've kept you in a lot of games. There's been blemishes. Don't get me wrong. Pavetta's looked really bad. Um, he's looked okay his last two starts, but really, really bad start. Um, the bullpen's been a little better than I thought it was going to be. I mean, it's got its blemishes, don't get me wrong, but Robles has been pretty damn good. Um, what stands out to me is like the mismanagement of it all with it, with Hauk and Crawford and Whitlock specifically. Yeah, with the whole, lot. with the whole, they can't, you know, Hauk and Crawford can't travel because they're unvaccinated. That really threw a if, – if Whitlock's in your, in your bullpen against Toronto, I think you win three or four because you're in every – you're in all four of those games. The offense wasn't there, most of them, or three of them anyways, but you, the pitching kept you in it to give you a position where if Whitlock's in the, in the bullpen in that game where they're up five to two, you win that game. Um, and arguably – you win um, the game where it's two to two and Bichette hits a grand slam. I mean, that, that was kind of a coin flip game as it is. And Whitlock wasn't even there. I think if Whitlock is in the bullpen, you win three or four in Toronto and the season's looking way different. Yeah. I mean, the, the issue is though, even in like the ideal scenario, isn't, isn't still the game plan to keep Whitlock relatively stretched out. I don't think they're fully committed to him being like a closer, even when they're not dealing with the, the COVID vaccination stuff in Toronto. Right. Like, I, I don't know. Where are they at with that? Because he's only a one save on the year. I think only one opportunity too, right? Yeah. Well, he, he's also, I, I, I don't know if I like him as a starter right now, to be honest with you. I know I, I kind of more mean into like the piggybacking with Rich Hill, which yeah. was I think their game plan. So it's like, it's just tough. Cause that's where I don't feel good about the bullpen. I love Whitlock. And if they fully like commit to him being like their Josh hater or whatever kind of role you want to be like, call him the fireman role or that's what I want him as I want I want to see Garrett Whitlock two or three days a week not one start a week for four innings yeah I don't know if we can bank on that but then the rest of the bullpen just so shit like Deakman was cool at first and he's been terrible you got Matt Barnes Mm -hmm. looks like he doesn't even deserve a job and all Barnes looks awful he's so bad Robles is the only one that has like shit talk at Pawtucket (laughs) he's back at it yes Robles is the only one that has looked good in my opinion uh he, he gets out and he, he's really good against the Yankees. His numbers against like judge Stanton and, and I think Gallo are insanely good. Brom um, yeah. has been solid. I will say that. Uh, yeah, that's true. He's been, he's been, he's been pretty good. He's been pretty good. But again, um, he's like a role. You're not going to be able to rely on him, right? Like you're, I don't know what you gotta, you can't just yeah. be like, Oh my gosh, let's expand his role like crazy. It's like, no. So. I mean, he's also threw four straight fastballs to George Springer to blow that game. Yeah, that's true. You can't throw George Springer. You really shouldn't throw him more than one in an at-bat, never mind four in a row. That's true. So that one hurt. But for the I most part – I kind of respect the cockiness of that, though. <laughs> I mean, if you're pumping 99 and 100, sure, but he's throwing 93, 94. <laughs> the one thing I will say, watching these games – Verdugo has been cracking it, but he just has had the worst luck. Every time he hits the ball, it's like, shit, it's going to be a fucking either a bomb or like a really solid hit. And it's never, never drops. This is the first time I've really, like, really noticed that from a certain player because he's 
<laughs> Every ball's coming off the fucking bat like a fucking bat out of hell. But no, it's not dropping. When when things when the ball gets rejuiced, Verdugo's hitting 20 bombs at least. I, I like him to hit 20 home runs this year anyways, and it's more so because he's really fixed his, his launch angle and his ground ball yeah. percentage. He's lifting the ball out this year. And we can go talk about the hitting now because I think the the hitting – They've gotten unlucky, but I think that unluckiness has started to turn into frustration, and they're just trying to do way too much. A good example was on Sunday. Yeah, the game they got crushed, but they had plenty. They left nine men on base in the first three innings or the first four innings. They had so many opportunities to blow that game open and didn't take advantage because they're just trying to do too much. A good example was um jbj was at the plate the batter before him kike got hit on the first pitch and the batter before him franchi walked on four pitches what is what does jbj do he first swings first pitch at a changeup, low and away not even close to a good hitter uh, a good hitter's pitch it was it's so frustrating to see and even devers had a bad at bat like that too like coming out first pitch swinging i get you're trying to sit fastball but they know you're trying to sit fastball and he's throwing changeups on these first pitches it's shown it, the Orioles series really showed how frustrated they have been getting and they've been trying to do way too much. It's so annoying. I hope that this off day comes at the right time and they come out, they regroup and they start getting more discipline because they had like story's been hitting the ball harder. JD starting to, he, he's healthy back in the lineup. Xander's been good. And by the way, it's, it's Cassie's time. No, come on. Why not? Have you seen his stats? He was just like one for his or zero for his last like fifteen or some shit until yeah, he had a good yard last night. I'm it's ready like, for him. He's not. He does not. He's not ready. Come on, we're gonna fuck him up if we bring him up. I agree. He's not uh, ready. I don't know. Can he be worse than what they're getting at a first base right now? Yes, and then he can be permanently damaged. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he can get worse. I think Cassius could come up and probably be better know, than Bobby D, but at the same time, it's just not like, do you want fucking a gangster in like six months or like a solid guy right now? I'd rather just wait it out. Bobby D sucks, but give Franchi a little little time. And you know what's going to happen, really? I think Bobby Bradley is coming to the Red Sox. Big take, early take, because he got DFA today. And I want to say one thing. This is my big take about what's what the struggle is right now. Trevor Story, that is the issue. Trevor Story was not ready to be a Red Sox, and he's here because he didn't get that offer from the Rangers, and he's in a weird spot with his post-agent weirdness. Xander feels slighted that Story's here, and there's no it's a weird chemistry because Bogarts knows he's not getting extended, and Devers is kind of weirded out too because he's not getting his money yet. It's money. That's, that's, that's my big weird take right now. That's why this kept the chemistry's off, and they haven't built the, the trust up yet. It's only April. They're going to be all right once they all figure it out. So you're playing the uh, the contract angle is causing ruffles in the clubhouse? Yes. that's Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. All right. That's like this Boston sports radio angle on it. I guess I can throw a little bit of respect to that. Oh, that's good. I don't but, really agree with it, but I, I can see that perspective. Well, I just think that Bogarts is kind of like weirded out because he knows he's out of here, but he's, he's the only maybe one. Maybe he'll stay. He's the only one hitting. He's only he's the only good. I know he's playing for a contract, but from the fucking Yankees. Oh, because you know that shit's coming. No. Yeah, that's gonna line up. It's disgusting and revolting. Endeavor's over Kleiner Falefa and be like, all right, we gotta we gotta get a real shortstop. Glaber will be completely over and done with in New York, and it's like, all right, now we can pay a true shortstop and not dick around like they did this year. Exactly. Frightening, but you know what? At least, at least, uh, Trevor Shaw, whatever his name is, Travis Shaw is gone. All right, yeah, that, 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 that hurt, but it was long overdue because that guy is he's done now. I don't think he gets another shot. Side note, did you see some backlash of like of caring about Travis Shaw? Like, there was like, yeah, uh, among yeah, Mo was one fans, and uh, Motionel was one of them, but other notable people too were like, DSP. I don't even give a shit about, yeah, about uh, Travis Shaw. That was like, hurt. What do you mean? Like, I don't know. It's like, sure, you don't have to be, like, bent out of shape about it and put it up an Instagram post being like, Travis Shaw, thank you for everything. Memorial. But, like, but it's 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 kind of sad. That'd be like Jed Lowry coming back to the Sox and it not working out. Be like, damn, you know what? That would have been cool, but sad to see him go. 
I even agree. less so because it wasn't even that long ago when Travis Shaw started with us. I, I totally agree. It was he was an unexpected surprise when they were really bad. When was that? Twenty fifteen? He was he like kind of came on or twenty sixteen maybe. Yeah. I can't remember which one, but he like kind of came on in the second half. They called him up when they were really bad. And he hit like 13 home runs or something. And then he had a good he like came off to a, a crazy start and was good. And, and then obviously he traded him for Tyler Thornburg. But it was cool to see a guy that wasn't expected a lot have a couple of really good years. It sucks that it didn't work out for him, but his time has come and gone, I think, as a major league hitter. Yeah, yeah, his career's over, unfortunately. And it is time, I will say, it is time to give Franchi a shot here. I I will say they're not calling up Cassis. Fine. I, I'm biased. I want to see him. But I think Franchi gets a couple weeks here to see if he can start off hot. Or get traded. Or get Steve traded, State, right? <laughs> yep, for Will Crow. Give it to me. Which I don't hate because Will Crow is pretty nasty. Yeah, Will Crow's coming to the Red Sox, like it or not. Remember we said this shit. Michael Chavis, by the way, is having a, a, a solid start to the year out in Pittsburgh. Who, who is? Oh, Chavis, Michael, yeah. Michael Chavis. He's doing all right. Yeah. He's doing all right out there. Chavis, no, well, Chavis? That, that's the thing. People keep saying that, right, about Benintendi and Chavis. You see that? That was another thing on, like, Red Sox yeah. Twitter. Where all of a sudden everyone's like, fuck him, where it's like, that's like the new movement. It's like, come on. No, <laughs> I don't agree with that at like, all. Yeah, I like, like, react to Benintendi batting 400 for a month with a – bad bip of like 500 it's like no this is not he's also, getting lucky sure he's a good hitter but like come on i, I want to see these guys do good i like them i like javis and i like ben intendi i but i also liked the move at the time because austin davis is a good left-handed arm i think they can utilize him to their to his strengths and he's under control for like another four years or some shit and i mean the ben intendi trade in hindsight I mean, Franchi hasn't really turned out, but you have a crowded outfield anyway at the time, and I don't know. Those other prospects are good, though. Yeah, that's true. He 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 wasn't really the Franchi wasn't really the prize in that in that trade. And come on, let's be real. Benintendi was like done here, where it was like he was. it was he was yeah got ugly at the end. Remember, like he was actually he wasn't even really playing, and he was kind of like the mystery injury slash hurt of like oh is oh, he just yeah done? that's right in the COVID year he like barely even played he was yeah. weird. He was weird. He was acting weird. We were acting weird about him. Red Sox didn't like to talk about him. Yeah, like, yeah. Got, remember vibes are off. Oh yeah. After they traded him, actually, I remember Cora coming out saying like, "Yeah, he just got obsessed with hitting bombs, and he put on a bunch of weight to try to pull right. to try to just hit bombs instead of being what he's good at." And then they traded him, and he cut down all his weight, and he's back to just being that contact. He's just an average ball player, Ben Intendi is, and there's nothing wrong with that. They need average ball players. He'll play for a while, but he was. That's the sad part because, I mean, looking back, we thought. Remember when he first got called up? That was like a. We were pumped. Oh my gosh. The the pre, like the pre him in, in the MLB too, like the hype of him was like, he has like Harper level talent. Like it was like. Well, Mankata too. Right. Right, we would rather trade Bancada than than Penitenti. And that's yeah, Chris how about that? Do you think that we would have I guess it, it kind of would have been a wash, but like that's kind of funny to think of like back in the day of us being like, gotta hold on to Benny. No way are we trading him for Chris Sale or like whatever it was mm-hmm. of like ah Moncada like sucks, but like gotta do it. Like think about what could have happened if I guess it probably would have been a wash, like I said, but if Benintendi went to the White Sox and then Moncada was the one that we like insisted on keeping. Obviously, he's had some big struggles too. Yeah, but what happened? Especially Devers too. That's another thing. I think they definitely made the right move because Moncada was kind of blocked here, unless he moved to second base. Well, I think he was second at the time, though, wasn't he? Yeah, actually, he's right. But Pedroia was still here. True. Um, yeah. But Pedroia was also hurt a lot. But if you traded Benintendi, yeah, I mean, he was good on that 2018 World Series team, especially in the playoffs. He, he, he played. He played really well in the field. Anyways, he made some crazy catches for that run and they got all they all got along great so yeah. i still think that trade in hindsight was a, a major dub for the red sox despite this chris sale mammoth contract no no on our- yeah it's fine True. i just haven't thought about that in a while of like that was like an and or situation of or uh either or of like ben intendi or mancata where we'd like talking about it especially the sale trade i feel like that was like a big media thing where it was like Ooh, going back and forth and it was like is it happening and so that was like a a rare one where right. actually like pulled through 
Um, but it is, I don't know. That's that's kind of funny to think. But I mean, the, the biggest thing is like Heim, like he's thinking about this shit like so far in advance. Even with Chavis, like good for him. I'm glad he's playing well. Where is he going to get playing time? Obviously, now with like first base being kind of in flux with Dahlbeck out of the picture and Travis Shaw gone, but like still, you got cases coming up soon. It's like they they see like two three years ahead. They know what's going to be there. And I mean, that's a good point about Devers too with Moncada. They probably like Devers more, and they're like, all right, let's let's do this. Just because what are we going to do? Force Devers out or push him to first base when he's not ready for that? So right, I don't know. I trust time. I do, I do too. And they have Christian Arroyo who's going to play all the places that um, Chavis is going to play and more. He's not really played well at like short in the outfield, but he plays a really good second base. And I'm pretty sure he played first base in his time here too. Yeah, he good. Oh, shit. There you're right. It is nice to have him realistically. Hey, by the way, did you guys see the Red Sox got Jalen Davis off the Giants? Yeah. I actually want to talk about that because he had a good day yesterday at the plate. They sent him down already. Yeah, what the hell? I'm so hurt. I'm sorry. I love JBJ for all he's done, but he looks awful. It is is Jalen Davis's time to. I mean, I might put him in, dude. I think I'm. I think I'm on board with giving Jalen Davis a little shot here to see if he can do anything more than JBJ is. Keep JBJ on the bench as your fourth outfielder or whatever for defensive replacement. Blah blah blah. Right now, this team needs an offensive spark. They need something because they can't hit. And JBJ definitely can't hit. He can't hit. Jalen Davis can fucking hit, dude. He was hitting bombs like a couple years ago. He had 45 home runs in the minors in 2019. Yeah, and he's fast. Like, fuck yeah. And he can defend. I love this guy. It's such a Heim signing, by the way. It is. It's so him. I, I like it. I I want, I was looking forward to him being in the lineup a little bit more this week. I don't really know. I mean, I yeah. guess we're just going to be stuck with the same old shitty automatic well, out at the bottom of the lineup. That was just because they had to bump it down from 28 to 26, though, because the COVID, like, exception yeah. is over. Just leave it at 28, you fucks. What, what, what's, what's the fucking, like, rule? Get the fuck out of here. I'm so sick of that. Like, like I see the like the Cano thing today. That was we had, we have to talk about Cano too. But like, I just don't see what. I just expand the roster, man. Like, I don't know. Give give him a break. Let somebody else play. Jalen yeah, Davis, leave him up here. Cano stinks. Is Cano done? Does he ever play again? Uh, does he play again? Maybe, but he's not good. <laughs> I think he gets another shot. Yeah. Could you imagine? Actually, I kind of like him to the Blue Jays. Imagine him that him in the mix. Oh, that'd be interesting. Like, that that would mean, be they need they need left-handed bats. As a Red Sox fan, it's scary. Or, I mean, not scary, scary, but like not not fun to think of. Oh, I don't want them to get better. But like from a baseball fan perspective, that'd be a, a fun fit. Honestly, the Cardinals wouldn't be a bad fit either. They also need left-handed hitting. Yeah, but they're yeah. They're, they're even like too many guys yeah. though in that weird like second base slash first base potentially. Yeah, but, they are set there. Actually, you know. Crazy to think Matt Carpenter's done, done, right? He's, is he done for real? Is his career over? He's got to be. We yeah, haven't heard from him in a long time. Damn. Well, last year he played, right? Yeah. Or he's at he's the Round Rock Express. <laughs> what? Wow. He's in AAA for the Rangers. That's what? crazy. <laughs> when did that happen? What? That's what Wikipedia says. Yeah, Texas Rangers, second base. Wow. Totally missed that. I'm reading it too. I can't believe this. <gasps> Man, he, in his prime, he was one of the best players. He was good for a while. Alan Craig, all those guys. Isn't it funny how like the Cardinals have guys like like their outfield right now? Bader, O'Neill, the other guy. All Carlson. oh Carlson, yeah. They're all like solid dudes, you know? Like you used to say the name, like, oh yeah, all right, word. Matt Carpenter's one of those kind of guys. I don't know. I respect the Cardinals. No, same with Paul DeYoung. Yep, another one. Those random almost, dudes, like, <laughs> that you can only always. picture them as a Cardinal, too. Right. That's because they're, like, all homegrown. Like, think about it. How many of those guys came from, I mean, at least acquired through trades, I guess. I don't know the backstory for all of them, but. Dude, like Matt Carpenter, 2018, had 36 homers. Yeah. Came in ninth in the MVP. He was a legit fantasy asset. Holy 
fuck. And Matt Carpenter was a G in his day. Bring back Matt Carpenter right now. Wow, did you did you know that? I was just curious because I didn't know anything about Tyler O'Neill. He actually was not drafted by the Cardinals. He was drafted by the Mariners. No, he was traded for in 2017. Straight up trade. Marco what, Gonzalez. Really? Isn't yeah. that weird? <laughs> and again, so he's, I mean, he's basically is still a St. Louis guy. Like that was probably just low minors that he, uh, eh, when did Marco, when was Marco Gonzalez a fucking Cardinal? I love looking at the history of these guys where really we don't realize how many teams these people, like these guys have been on. Have you seen Connor Joe's history? No. It's no. hilarious. Not hilarious, but like Look the amount that. of times he's been traded and cut and signed and cut by the same teams is it's a high number. He like he's been the Dodgers three times, the Giants twice. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like he's been all over the place. Wow. Well, I've never seen this. He was in, in March of 2019 traded uh, by the uh, Reds to the Giants for someone. And then it says April 13th, 2019 returned by the San Francisco Giants to the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, hey, this guy you gave us isn't any good. Give me him back. That's what his baseball reference says. Yeah, what the hell is that? Wow. That's fascinating. Dude, he's he's been good this year. Yeah, he is. He's... A lot of these guys hop around a lot. Right. Like Taylor Ward, another one. Yeah. Late bloomer. Yeah. Dude, okay, does okay, does Justin Upton play again? That's my question. Ever. He should, man. He he played so well in the spring. I I don't know. I, I explained that to someone on Twitter today. I think someone must have started that, but then someone was dissing Upton. I was like, what the hell is this? He batted like like hell in spring training, and the Angels just screwed him, just dropped him right at the end of it. It's like what? Like let it either cut him earlier if he's never in your plan, or Make, let him make the team. He played well enough. I think he deserves another shot. He's probably not going to do well, but still, come on. Just one more chance, man. He's only 34. It's not that crazy old. Yeah, but like Cano will get a shot before him, too. That's a crazy thing. Yeah, that's true. I feel like that's a big name thing, too, though, of like, ooh, I don't know, some random team. Can you imagine, though? That'd be hilarious. I wish like the Pirates would like go out and like sign Cano for like the sick, <laughs> whatever the minimum <laughs> would be, just because he's already making money. That'd be so funny. Hey, you know what I want to send to you guys? Remember when we were younger, like third base, like a lot of third basemen, their second position was was first base. Nowadays, it seems like second basemen also play first. Like, I don't think that was ever a thing when we were younger. Like Ty France is a second baseman and first baseman too. Or like Cano is being like kind of like spoken about like, oh, if he gets signed, maybe he'll play first. Like, but like when we were younger, I can't imagine like Pedroia playing first. I mean, I can't imagine it. I would. Well, I would. <laughs> oh, you you had to catch yourself. You're actually the conductor of that. Yes, sir. But like other but other guys, like when you think about like our generation of second basemen as kids, like I don't know, like oh, like Dan yeah, Ugla, yeah. like Tony Womack. You know what I mean? Like Chase yeah, Utley could have played first. I guess it was like it was like Uke. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like third base was like like you could could go third or first all day. But he wouldn't play second. But then, like, Travis Shaw was like, – but then, like, Travis Shaw times, Travis Shaw comes around. He was third and first for the Red Sox. Suddenly, out of the fucking clear blue comes a second baseman. He was, like, the least athletic guy. Him and, like, <laughs> Mike Moustakis. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's going on here? Like, the two fattest third basemen, like, no offense, are playing, like, second base for the Brewers. Made no sense to me. I agree. Even uh, Keston Hero, too. He's another one. Yeah. So, like, there's, like, no issue. It's like, ah, oh, we'll slide him over to first. And it's not like he's like a tall, like you know, he doesn't really have a first baseman's body. He's kind of a short dude. I know that's what's weird about that one. No, you're right. It's like, an example of it. I'm trying to think, but yeah, like imagine like Tommy Edmond playing first. Like, no, I'd be happy that. Well, that. I mean, Michael Chavis went from third to first to second to first and second. That's true. Yeah, Chavis did a good job. Because Chavis was, I think Chavis came up as a shortstop too, originally, and then he fucking moved over to th- like yeah third, and then the Red Sox called him up and he's like, "Yo, we need you at second because Pedroia is fucked," and he did his thing, and then he's playing first. It's like, dude, this guy doesn't even have a position. I don't know. Yeah. No, I hear you. 
Are you supposed to my my rant? <laughs> has Devers ever, ever played first base? I want to find out. I don't think he actually has. I don't think so either. By the way, shout out to Taylor Ward too. I'm pretty sure he didn't he play in Connors League. He or didn't, he the, or he was the buddy of someone who did. Maybe that's what it was. Do you remember yeah, that? Because Connor added him like three years ago when he was catcher eligible. Yes. I asked Connor about it. He had no idea what I was talking about. Oh, that 100% happened. I, I, see, thank you. Because he knew about him. I, I think it was like one of his uh, – a guy on his team, one of his buddies, uh, played with Taylor Ward or some shit like that. Well, you know what? Thank you for confirming that because I actually asked him. I'm like, hey, what was the connection with you and Taylor Ward? And he's like, I have no connection. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> I know – I remember something with you and him. I don't know what it was. Hey, fun fact. Uh, your boy, Rafael Devers, started a game. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Never mind. He played three innings at second base. What? And he played one – he played two innings at shortstop. It was weird seeing Christian Arroyo play shortstop the other day. Yeah, and that's what he came up as, too. He was a fucking shortstop. That's true. true. For the Giants, hello. Yep. He was a big-time prospect to them. He was. he was. He was like a big, like, oh, he's getting called up. Yep. Fun fact, he played his debut on my team in <laughs> fantasy. Because <laughs> I'm a weirdo. What year was Christian Arroyo born in? Um, in 91. No. He's a little older than us now. Mm-mm. No, he's younger, right? Really? 95? I think so. 95? He's only 25? 26? 27, dude. <laughs> oh, he's a, he's a old, he's a, an early 95. May 30th. So, no, he'll be, <laughs> he's 26 so he's, and almost he's turning, 27. He's turning 27 this month. Old prick. That fuck. Damn, 27's a good year. You'll know one day, Oliver. I am 27. Oh. <laughs> Today's that day. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> I thought you were fucking 25. No, I'm 27. Dude, grow up. I thought you were fucking... <laughs> Dude, grow up. <laughs> Dude. Christian Royal has played, let's see, third base the most. No, he's played... He played shortstop the most in, in the minors, but third base the most in the pros. How about that? Third base, really? He's played third base 152 games. Second base, one hundred raise, right? Yeah. Wait, he's only played one game of first base, and that was the game that he got hurt at. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Remember that? Yeah, he got hurt, and then and then they were just, I guess they were just like, now we're we're all set with that one. Chris <laughs> that again. We'll throw Franchi out there and hope for the best. Yeah. Hey, real quick, Celtics, how you guys feel? Um. I'm glad that they swept Brooklyn. True. That felt good. That felt really good. Yeah. Tough felt good in my soul. Bucks, even without Milton, though. Giannis is just different. Yeah. No, and Drew Holiday, too, honestly. He was like – they were both – they both outplayed everybody on the Celtics realistically. I think uh, it should still be a series, though. I still have hope. I don't know why the – Oh, for sure. I feel like there's all some negativity on Twitter left and right of like, oh – we are fucked and like all the shit. It's like, no, come on. What did Brown and Tatum had like their worst games of the postseason so far by a lot? Yeah. And even Marcus Smart played pretty poorly too. Yeah. They're also like what Brown and Smart are kind of banged up now. True. That is one thing. It's like we're kind of, we have so much injury luck going right now, especially now with Rob Williams back. So it is a little scary of like, uh oh, if something goes south for us. That would really even the playing field because, like you said about Middleton being out, that feels like a huge, huge advantage. But oh, yeah. I mean, it is just stupid because Giannis could he could go what 40, 15, and ten next game, and you wouldn't be surprised. Like that's I mean, just like, he's he's different. Are crazy. we uh, we doing an, another link to talk the draft? Sure. Yeah. Be right back. And in this time, I want to give a big motherfucking shout out to my boy Lance Legier, who I forgot to give a shout out to in the intro. Now back to the fucking episode. Okay, we're back. A brief intermission. Great uh, intermission song choice by Steve the DJ. Oh, thanks, man. Um, talk, 
talk a little uh, Celtics Pats here in the second half. First, slide. I wish Josh was here today. Obviously, he's not here because um, I wanted to hear his his take on the Falcons draft. I always like hearing what he has to say about the Falcons draft. They got a QB, just not the QB that he wanted. So I wanted to hear what he had to say about that. How did you guys feel about what the Patriots did? Gilly, go off. Eh. Kind of eh. I feel fucking just fine because I don't <laughs> care. You know the thing about this draft? It, like, dude, everyone talks like about the draft like it's like the biggest deal. And you know what? It is a lot of times. But back when I was a kid, that shit mattered more because you knew who the stars were. This last year, dude, I don't know. Who who was there for the Patriots at 21 anyway? This is, might be the most stupid thing I've ever said in my life, but I, I didn't see anybody that special. And Belichick obviously like that strange dude. So, hey, bring it on, man. It's all good. I'm ready to go. Strange all the way. That's how I feel. Yeah. It's also, I don't know. I trust, and again, this sounds so stupid, but I trust Belichick. Like, come on. He's given us so much. Like, I don't. I don't understand. You would have thought that the Patriots were amid like a five-year skid of being like Jeff Fisher style <laughs> result of like just being eight and eight every single year or whatever. Like, no, the Patriots, they overperformed last year. Probably Mac Jones looked really good for what we all were ready for and expecting and probably should have expected. And it's like, I don't know. I, I'm trusting Belichick, man. I'm, I don't care. I, I thought that was silly, too, of like, oh, yeah, like, Strange is the worst pick in the world. And then even the Rams clip of Sean McVay and shit, like, laughing, I think they were just la- – like, and he even uh, kind of said it afterwards. They were laughing because the guy – they thought that guy was going to be available, and they, like, wasted their time looking at his film. I think that's why they were, like, just laughing in the first round for the uh, that draft party thing that they had. But, yeah, come on. Let's, let's relax. Let's trust Bill Belichick, the greatest coach ever. Not the greatest GM ever, but that's okay because he—he's a package deal. Like what the hell? I agree. The hey, whatever, strange, cool. That's all good. We got that Thornton guy who's like the fastest dude ever with bigger hands than Tyreek Hill. So word up to that. Got that backup Zap dude, whatever. He—he's like the greatest quarterback ever that I've never heard of. Word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pierre Strong, who is totally the successor to freaking James White. Guy's like a. A pass catcher. I actually really like that one. Yeah. So, I mean, the other guys probably won't make the team, of course. You know, Belichick. But, hey, word up. I'm happy with this draft. That's all I got to say. The draft was – they try to make the draft like it's a big deal, man. Like, you you guys watch it on TV? I can't can't watch it, dude. I watched the first round – or, like, half the first round, I would say. But, no. no. I mean, that's like Twitter's kind of ruined it, too, right? (laughs) Of Like, if you just, like – if you really care that much, you can just look on Twitter and know all the picks a good a m- few minutes before each time they announce it. Yep. But, um, but no, I mean, well, that's the thing too. Like everyone was up in arms too. I think about like, uh, what's his name? The Kobe Dean being like the guy that everyone's like, Oh, Patriots might hope he falls to us in the first round. That dude fell to like the 47th or 48th pick. It's like, eh, okay. Like you're these draft evaluations that you just read one Patriots blog on. And then just like, we need this guy. No, there's a shit ton of college players that you haven't seen. Just because you don't know who Cole Strange is um, doesn't mean that's a terrible, like, worst pick of all time. Just stupid. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that you can't rate a draft until at least three years afterwards anyways. So to get hung up on it right now, right after, is an extreme overreaction to me. Even last year, I mean, I think you can call last year's draft a success already after just one year, but you got a lot of good pieces out of it, including like a quarterback, a, a running back, and a couple of linemen. I, I mean, I, I I don't know much about college uh, players to begin with. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I do. But like you said, there are some good people. Uh, I mean, there's some promising talent. I think a lot of speed, which was good to see like that Belichick is actually finally we're getting after, we're just going after speed, which is really important. And at the end of the day, I mean, who cares? It's just the draft. I, I mean, I, I know people care a lot, but the draft only matters so much. It's not the end all be all if you don't have a good draft or if you look at, at it right afterwards and you don't like what you picked because one thing that Belichick 
actually is probably the best at as a GM is finding undrafted guys. Look at all the guys that come through that are undrafted that go on to make bank. Your best player that you just lost, guess what? He wasn't even drafted. And J.C. Jackson, Malcolm Butler, he wasn't even drafted, especially defensive backs. Miles Bryant, current cornerback, not drafted. I don't think Jonathan Jones was drafted. The list goes on and on. Yeah. No, he knows what he's doing when it comes to that. That's what. That's the stupid thing of, like, all of a sudden, all this doubt. Again, I feel like, okay, if we had been dealing with, like, a huge skit for years and years, all right, fair. Let's, let's get on Belichick a little bit more. But, no, I feel like it's all just manufactured. And he's actually signing. They're paying people. They're, like, going out and getting free agents. It's not like they're trying to cheap out and be like, oh, man, the Patriots aren't doing anything or getting anyone. It's like, no. They just had, like, the most crazy offseason last year where they paid a ton of guys. Still have some guys that you want to perform a little bit better than what they paid them to do, like Johnu Smith and shit. So it's like, I don't know. I, I'm totally fine with this draft, in all honesty. I The only thing, I mean, the quarterback pick is one that I'm like, okay, I don't know if I love, love that. I don't know enough about that kid's app, but still, I'm going to trust Belichick, just like I did when they drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. Just like... <laughs> yeah, right. I actually kind of like how, how they took him with, with a, I mean, maybe a fourth-round pick. You could have used something else there to address the team that helps you right now. But at the same time, I kind of like it because it kind of gives a, like a little hint to Mac Jones. Hey, I mean, I know you were good, but at the same time, I'm going to bring in some competition, a, a, a rookie that wants to play no matter. I mean, all rookies are going to want to play, especially a quarterback. And this kid, like you said, Steve, he had a crazy college career. The numbers he put up were ridiculous and he's going to want to play. So he's going to go out there and work his ass off, which I think in turn will make Mac Jones just like last year. He came in and beat out Cam Newton. He's going to do the same thing this year. I mean, they're not going to start the kid, but it'll lay a little competition under him, which I think is a little has a little bit to do with it. Yeah, especially because I feel like Hoyer. I I feel like Hoyer might be done done too. I feel like last year might have been his last real go as the uh, the backup. I wouldn't be surprised to see him back as like a QB um, coach. Yeah, like he's an assistant coach. He's basically the QB coach. Yeah, he's just like a scout team dude at this point, right? I feel like yeah. he's, but um. But no, so, I mean, it does make sense. You do need an additional quarterback to add. Um, Unless Stidham's that guy. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. was a one. That'll be the next the, thing. The I want that take to away. Like, oh, is this is Stidham's this team? Maybe. <laughs> I, I remember. I remember that calling, last year? I was calling for Stidham at one point. That was scary. <laughs> Talk about a scary take. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, if Stidham – Hopefully, Stidham gets another chance somewhere else because this probably is the end of Stidham. Rip, was, you know, I'm sure it was, it was he'll fun. be a career a career backup for a little bit, but not. I don't know. I don't know. R.I.P. My friend. Did anything happen in the draft in general that like shocked you? Because we rarely see player for picks trades, and we saw two of them. That is true. That like, was crazy. A.J. Brown to the Eagles is wild. I do. Uh, I love that as a someone who's going to get to see him play a, a few times hopefully this next year. I love that trade. That, that's just a fun trade, right? For everybody besides the Titans. Besides the Titans. <laughs> Derrick Henry's just – he just probably sighed. Like, you oh, see, like, God, Vrabel, are you kidding me? <laughs> Vrabel's reaction to it too. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. did what not look happy. They, yeah. They Give Ryan Tannehill less weapons. Yeah. <laughs> Not great, not great. And then they, uh, Hollywood Brown got traded to the Cardinals, and Lamar Jackson has nobody to throw to outside of Mark Andrews. That was sad, actually. That was very sad. I felt, sad. I felt bad for Lamar Jackson. The he weird heard. thing was, Marquise Brown was there at the freaking draft, ready to like shake hands with the GM. Like, oh, this has been worked out, hasn't it? Yeah, it was pre. It was predetermined. They they said that it was like they had it planned out beforehand, but they just didn't announce it until. So, like, I think it was the day before they said he flew him out there for everything. It makes you think maybe they had a little insight on this whole DeAndre Hopkins thing that came out today. That is true. That's a good point, actually. They could have DeAndre Hopkins, how many games has he suspended? Six, I think. True, true. you're right. Do you know what kind of PDs? I saw it, but I don't remember what it was. I also don't know if it was a real or if it was just a meme. I mean, that's huge, though, if the NFL actually starts cracking down on that. Because that must oh, be yeah. – that's rampant, right? Isn't that the rumor that NBA and uh, NFL, they just kind of, like, don't actually care slash test for it as much as they probably could. 
NBA especially. I'm sure those guys are <laughs> juiced up. Is, is, is weed legal in the NFL now? Is that a thing? Or am I just imagining that? I I don't know. I don't I don't I don't think it's as bad as it used to be anyways because a lot of people were clamoring to free Josh Gordon during like last offseason. I kind of remember that, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, I kind of forgot to be honest with you. Or maybe NBA, maybe think NBA, maybe NBA. Like, I'm pretty sure NBA, it's cool. I feel like that was like a COVID thing too, to be honest, of them being like, yeah, we're not going to test for that anymore. Yeah, fucking go ahead. Do just, like, how it is. Yeah, they're also seems like half those guys are blazed when they're playing, anyways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I got a big take for you, though. Ready for this? The Jets, of course, going to be okay next year. How about that? Mm-hmm. Not good. I don't buy it. I still don't buy it. Not good. Not bad, just okay. And partially the reason I love Garrett Wilson, Buc- go Buckeyes for life. But, and I love that pick. That was a great pick, I thought, of all the receivers there. But I think Zach Wilson is going to be your boy next year. How about that? I'm in on Zach Wilson. He's good. He's good. Oh, I like Zach Wilson he, I a think, lot. I think, I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. I'm all about it. Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson, if they – Try and get someone else, man. They'd be all right. They'd be all right, dude. Fuck it. Fuck the Jets, though. But, I mean, hey, I think the Jets are going to be okay. No, they had a fun draft. Look at other teams. I mean, I still don't really buy it. I don't think I I, I, – it's it's so hard to talk yourself into the Jets doing anything because they've been so bad for so long. No matter who their quarterback is, no matter who their coach is, it seems like it just hasn't mattered. And, yeah, they're like the Bills from like four years ago for us. Where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, that's interesting. Like they haven't been relevant in a very long time. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I think Robert Sala is a solid. I, I mean, he's he's a huge improvement at least. Um, I do agree with that. I think I think the players like 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 and respect him, which is like he kind of reminds me of Rabel as a as a coach, like a hard ass crazy. Defense first type of guy. True. True. And then they – who's their offensive coordinator? It's like LaFleur, isn't it? I think so, yeah. I think they Yeah, the LaFleur. Yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, that's a that's an interesting team. I don't know what they're doing, though, in terms of uh, – not to get too into the, the Jets uh, draft situation, but Brees Hall I thought was a weird pick for them. You got Michael Carter, who's like, I thought, really good. I thought he had a good year. Like ready to be like the RB one, and they draft Brees Hall in the second round. Come on, oh, like he's fine. Brees Hall's fine, but damn. Yeah, Michael, Michael Carter's ready, ready to be the RB one for sure. I thought it's good to know. Yeah, I think second round is is early, but I also don't hate running back depth in general because these college kids are usually so fresh. But they're also pretty injury prone. We've seen like Mel Carter has injury issues last year, so I don't think you can really. Second round's a little steep, yeah. I don't, but I don't think you can really go too wrong with, um, with running back depth. Personally, the second round, little, little too yeah. early for my liking. I like like a third, fourth, fifth round running back. Yeah, and you know what? I'll, I'll I'll check myself too. I'm probably talking from the perspective of like fantasy. I just think that's lame to be like, all right, now what are we gonna do? Like, <laughs> you're not really pumped to draft Brees Hall. You're not really pumped to draft Michael Carter. You're gonna do. It's gonna be like a uh, Melvin Gordon and uh, Javon Williams kind of of like, all right, well who's who's gonna get the most touches this week? Like, oh, hopefully he gets 20 touches because like that's where we're at. Yeah, that's true. That's. Oh, that's throughout the league a lot, though, nowadays with running backs. Sure. Hey, how about Kenny Pickett, fucking Steelers? Successor. Yeah, that was a cool cool story. I don't know anything about him or if he's going to be good, but it's a cool story for sure. Yeah, I think he's going to be solid, to be honest with you. He was, he was fun to watch in college. He can sling it, man. And he was like – he, like, started so many games for Pitt over the last, like, three or four years. So, it's like – he's like a seasoned dude. It's not like he's like, oh – he just got a hot senior year after he was a backup for ages. It's going to be – actually, it's kind of funny, too. They share the, a practice facility with Pitt, Pitt football and the Steelers. So it's oh, just I, like – I know that. All the will be there. <laughs> so what does yeah, scare me, yeah. actually, 
if is the um who's the wide receiver that the Steelers drafted? Kirk Peck Peckins or something like that. Yeah, George I don't know Pickens. Yeah, George about. Pickens. Yeah, George Pickens what does from scare, Georgia, right? What does scare me is that he's gonna be fucking nasty and the Patriots had a chance to get him right before. That's what does scare me because when was the last time the Steelers missed on a wide receiver? That is true. They never do. They they that's a wide receiver factory over there. They just keep pumping them out. Best one in the last ten years got to be Martavis Bryant. Easily, <laughs> Marcus Wheaton, Sammy Coates. <laughs> True, James Washington. <laughs> yeah, a good one. Well, see a couple others. That's that's a fear of mine, though. Who else is this? Steelers receiver. What happened to Sammy Coates though? Sammy Coates. Davis Bryant. He's a he's a big what if. Mike Wallace. I don't know if he Wallace, counts. Yeah. Did you ask him? I don't remember. Sure, he counts. Antonio Holmes. Dude, Sammy Coates is out of the league. Holy shit! You didn't. You thought he was still playing? <laughs> I did. Marcus Wheaton. There you go. Darius Hayward Bay. Hello. True. Shout True, out that to the Raiders. Nice. Tell you what, that's what our pick reminded me of. That was like a very uh, Al Davis pick. We're going to just draft the fastest fucking guy possible. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> At both positions, be like, yep, we got the fastest running back and the fastest wide receiver. And Hell, the yeah. fastest corners, too. True. Was that uh, the which one five, was that? Dude. the 5'8", uh, I don't remember. The first one they took, he was like the fastest corner in the draft, I think. One of them was. Speed. All right, big All question over. for you guys. How long has Darius Hayward Bay been, been out of the league for? Out of the league? Probably like four or five years. What, what was Yeah, I was going to say like five years. Okay, right on. Yeah, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like last year? I thought he was still around too. What, what team was he on? What was his last team? Uh, the Steelers. The Steelers? Wow. Oh, how about Eli Rogers? Who remembers him? I – I don't know what you said. You went Stevie Roboto there for Yeah, a cut out. Oh. I think we're was about to say it. Shit. Eli Rogers, anybody? We yeah. didn't even see what you said about Hayward Bay. What the fuck is going on? You guys sound great. Still bad? <laughs> what the fuck? Is it still fucked up? Can you guys hear me? Hello? What, what was Hayward Bay's last team? Now I'm really curious. It was the Steelers. It was? Oh, okay. I wonder why my internet's kicking out. Probably the rain. Even though I have Verizon Fios. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. Demarcus Ayers, anybody? Ooh. Dude, Steelers had yeah. some receivers in their day. Damn. This is the content pe- Lance Legere's listening to, baby. What's up, Lance? Yeah. Anyways, I was just going to say, I guess, I think we can wrap it up. We've covered most of the things that we wanted to. I think, anyways. Do you guys have any closing takes here for the week or or, or more? I actually went to the movies for the first time since... Uh, True. Tell us about that. Thing. Tell yeah, us about the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Please tell us. I thought it was awesome. I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. It was, it was really good. I saw Ambulance, Jake Gyllenhaal. Stays one of the more underrated actors out there, in my opinion. He was awesome in it. A little dragged out. Could have been 15, 20 minutes shorter, but most movies these days can... But I thought it was still really good, action-packed from almost the start to the finish. Worthwhile movie-going experience, like I would, yeah, I, yeah, I would definitely, I would recommend going to see it. And the uh, the new movie theater was pretty sweet too. Yo, are you gonna go see Doctor Strange? I no, probably not. I'm probably gonna see it. I wish Josh was here for that. Josh, totally gonna go see that fucking movie. I'm oh, I'm all in. Yeah, he, he might be camping out for it right now. And that's why he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, big take though, real quick. I um. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Hit us with that. I was just gonna pop off about video games. There are no good video games coming out until at least like the fall, if we're lucky. None. I think Mario Soccer will be fun, but other than that, like, yeah, I, I agree. Oh, real quick too. Overwatch too. You got, have you guys seen the fucking um? Gameplay of that? No, I haven't looked into it. It is the same game. 
it's yeah. I'm not even I'm not like it's literally it's not even like I'm saying it's the same game and we're like like it's it's literally there it's not an, it's like an update it's like an update of the like the same maps same characters I th- I don't I'm like <laughs> I didn't know it was the same maps that's it, hilarious it's the same thing it's the, like it's like playing Warzone and and like they update the map or whatever it's like that but like but there but is no a new sixty dollar game yeah I can't wait is it, it is it a full sixty dollars too. I, I don't know. I didn't buy it. I don't. I just watched some gameplay of it. I don't know. James Rooney's been playing it. He told me about it. He said he's been having fun playing it, but it's the same game. I can't even believe that's legal to do. Like, what are you doing here? But supposedly it's going to be a, um, a story mode and like co-op mode and shit. So maybe that's what they were working on. But the the you know PvP fucking modes are the same thing. I can't believe and like with one new hero. That's the saddest. Hey, what did they ever? Did they ever fix the matchmaking of that? Because that was one thing that I fell off with Overwatch just because it was impossible to get a game, especially at least a competitive game. I think you might have been able to do, like, just quick play or whatever. But, like, it would be like you could not – it would take, like, 15 minutes to match for a game where you could actually be, like, a, a tank or a, I forget what the other, like, offensive-type uh, characters was. It was like you just had to, like – if you wanted to play quick, you'd have to be a healer. Like, you had no choice. And like, yes. Same thing, like, dude. I, I tried playing the other day. Nothing has changed. It's only gotten worse, actually. So he was just trying to get a junk rat game, then he couldn't get it. I was, <laughs> I, dude, they, dude. The thing is now, th- like you remember, like how like the games used to be, like you, the game would start and you, like I would rush to get junk rat, of course, it, but that shit's over. Like you were lucky to get in, and then in the first place, and then you can only choose from like certain like heroes. It's so fucked. I I can't believe. That's gross. If I could like explain to you how hurt i am by overwatch and what they've done to that game it's my favorite fucking game ever that was that that literally was you raped about that game you played it a lot it's the only game dude like i was like i was like that was a a great american video game to me like i was all in (laughs) i I talked about I, i talked about it when i wasn't playing it i was thinking about it all the time and then one day they just fucked it i'm so sad is there any other game that could be that good, like for us, ever again? Apex. I thought Warzone when it came out was like that. I I still have a lot of fun with Apex, personally, but like I, I don't know, it's tough. Just the way gaming has changed with crossplay with the computers and the consoles and the way matchmaking works. Everything is so competitive. Like we're not really gonna be able to just get some casual shooters anymore. I know. Halo Battle Royale coming soon, right? Oh, yeah? Supposedly. I don't think that's, like, confirmed. I think that's just, like, leaked okay, rumors, okay. right? Hopefully. Hopefully, because they need one. You would have thought they would have came out with it, with the game originally. Like, you would have, so but when Call of Duty dropped their game, they didn't come out with Warzone until, like, the March after. People forget that. Modern Warfare dropped, but Warzone didn't come out for another, like, three or four months yeah that's true hey what about motherfucking switch sports by the way don't forget y'all on a skater which is not i don't think it's the great greatest marketing scheme for it but it's possible for sure yeah true that's true i still i'm playing mlb the show quite a bit i'll be honest i uh I'm enjoying that. I'm playing. I'm playing it a little bit. I'm doing more franchise than uh, Diamond Dynasty. I made an Ace franchise actually. Made some trades. Got some studs. Who did you? Who's? Who are you building your team around? Um, I actually went out and traded for Seiya Suzuki and Tristan Cassis and Mitch Keller. Those are the three guys. Mitch Keller. <laughs> oh, dude. You would love I him. Know, I don't know why I love him so much now, but I'm all aboard the Mitch Keller train. I think Sam kind of put me on to him too because um, I don't know if you guys remember, but he he had like that connection with the Yankees last year. Like he knew one of the Yankees bullpen coaches. Well, that guy, he's only like 31, 32, by the way. I thought he was a lot older. That guy works for the Pirates now. He's like their one of their bench coaches. I don't remember what exactly what his name is, but he so now Sam's got like Pirates bias up the ass and the Mitch Keller bias uh, leaked onto me. That's so random. I love I it know. though. It is. 
Pirates, Pirates are a fun, fun little. Uh, it's not a good organization, but they're they're a fun little squad, a little team to root for. Especially, it's like so irrelevant for us. Yeah, as, uh, I agree. As Red Sox fans, like yeah, I'm I'm cool with it. You got Charrington over there. It's kind of like, I don't know, the B I, B level Red Sox. Yeah, and like they got a couple fun, exciting pitchers. Uh, Henry Davis. I don't know how long they're gonna keep him in the minors, but him and then O'Neill Cruz too. Hopefully, O'Neill Cruz gets called up because that dude's got swag overload. I agree. True. Pirates, Did you see his Pirates walk off where he just? Yeah. That was sick. He that was, was so mad. Job. That was the most disrespectful walk off I think I've ever seen. That was that was incredible. What we talking about? I didn't, I didn't see what you're talking about. O'Neill oh, Cruz. He he had a walk off. I think it might have been a grand slam, um, in the minors, and he just like pimped it to the max. And I, it was like he's been mashing lately too. So it just looked like he was just so mad that he was even in the minors at this point. And so he just like stood the plate and just like threw his bat. Like <laughs> the most disrespectful, like get the shit out of here. <laughs> just... <laughs> I need to check that. I need to look it up. I'm looking right now. Yeah, it was. It, was, it went around uh, Twitter for a little bit. Um, that's all I got. You guys got any final, final, super final closing takes? No. Go Celtics. Celtics Go. final still on, still on. I still believe. Don't listen to the doubters on Twitter. Go Seas, go Sox. Hopefully we get a better week out of our sports teams. Although, I mean, for the most part, the Celtics had a good week, but. And go Bruins. True. We're, we're not a, we don't pretend to be a Bruins podcast, but. <laughs> yeah, we, we, even try, but... we won't be changing our, our logo colors to, uh, to Bruins colors, but. No, we won't be. But yeah, go Bees. I think they start tomorrow. I think so. I think so. Cool. Thank you too. I saw a girl in the street wearing a Bruins t-shirt today. I gave her a smile. I didn't I didn't know what to say. I didn't know if I should say like go Bruins because we're in Philadelphia. Right, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> I also didn't want to be like creepy, be like, hey, I'm from I'm from that area too. I like the Bruins too. Like, All right, sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bruins rule. Name one yeah. player. <laughs> Name one player, uh, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right sounds the good out. yeah i'm gonna go eat dinner talk to you guys later Bye. yo 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 thank you once again for listening to this podcast seriously dead serious if you made it this far in this fucking podcast you are my hero personally and I'm looking at you, James Murph, G-Baby, Jake Ruth, Lance Legier. Like, why? Why? You know, this podcast today was one of those episodes. I'm just chilling, man. It's a Monday night. Not much happened. I got nothing much to say. But we out here, we're, we we just churning through them. Churning through them. What the fuck does that mean? Churning through them. You know, another Monday, another week down in our life. The cog in the wheel of the fucking wheel in the sky that keeps on turning like Steve Perry once said. Encouraging news for all the homies out there. I put a lot of time and effort into the first episode of Plumber Radio. And right now it's just a solo thing. But it's coming. I'm gonna make this like a like a mini-series, the Plumber Radio. It's not gonna be like small saving takes. A weekly thing and shit. It's gonna be like a once in a while special kind of thing. So thank you for being patient with me. Coming soon. Shout out to our boy Josh Martin. Josh, if you listen to this, respect to you. Let's go see Dr. Strange together. I'm gonna fly down to Florida and watch that shit. Shout out to my boy G Baby. Just for the sake of saying that shit. James Murph, too. James Murph's your boy. James Murph doesn't get enough credit for being your boy. The kid's your fucking boy. It's those Lance, man. Dude, Lance, I see those TikToks. Lance is getting so married next year. So married. Who else? We got fucking... Dude, Jake Ruth. Jake Ruth, you out there, bro? I love doing this. What's today? May 2nd. 
I'm recording this. It's 8.01 p.m. May 2nd. When does Jake Ruth respond on Twitter and say he listened to this episode? I'm going to say, I'm going to give it like May 19th at like 3 p.m. He's like, yo, dude, heard that shout out. Let's see. I don't know, man. We're out here living, dude. It's May. We're in like the dog days of like almost summer, almost fun time. It's getting good though. Life's about to get really good, I think. Gas prices are up. Six sixty nine for diesel, bro. Dude. Not to get political, but I don't know if I can afford this shit. Little time capsule action. We'll we'll come back in this episode. This outro itself. And uh, see how we're feeling in like three months. I don't think gas prices can get much higher. That's all I'm saying. Sustainably. You know what I'm saying? Gas prices are $6.69 and you listen to Small State Big Take. Man, love you, bro. Thank you. I don't have much more to say, so I'm going to end the podcast now. Yo, if you ever want to come on the podcast, you listen to this shit, you like it, hit me up. Hop on, baby. Hop on. Peace. Fuck me, Puff, by the way. And shout out G-Baby! R.I.P. Gentleman. Shout out G-Baby, Jake Murph. Lance Jerry.